Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for December 1st, 2022. This is Brian Kirk. The economic environment this year has been a challenge for many businesses to operate. With rising costs for inputs and for labor, all while recession clouds continue to build. As we turn the page to 2023, it's a good time to look at current readings within the business sector and see how businesses are preparing for the upcoming year. Today, I'm joined by Nationwide Senior Economist Ben Ayers to discuss recent trends for businesses and how they impact the broader economy. Hello, Ben. Hey, we heard in the news about some layoffs and growing concerns about business sector growth in recent months. What's your assessment of the current state? Are businesses expanding or contracting right now? Thanks, Brian. And, you know, I would say up front, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, you look at the broader readings, think about overall payroll employment gains have been pretty solid. We've added nearly 900,000 jobs over the past three months, and that's a very solid pace. So it tells us that businesses continue to expand and continue to demand more workers. Non-residential fixed investment in the third quarter grew at an annualized pace of 5.1%. Very solid number there again, which shows the businesses are increasing their spending and spending a lot on equipment and software. So still at the broad high level, there's some pretty good signs. But when you look a little deeper, a little bit of a devil in the details, I would say, when you look at very specific sectors. Obviously, the housing sector was very clearly in a contraction right now. And so any of the real estate functions are feeling a lot of pain right now. Uh, and just this morning, we got an update for manufacturing. The ISM manufacturing index for November showed for the first time um, since the COVID-19 recession, a contractionary reading as well. So clearly there, there's some signs of weakness across the board. Um, we're seeing, you know, even services, which you see the ISM services index is still an expansion, but it's a reading that's much weaker than it was three, six, 12 months ago. So things are generally slowing across the economy both in response to the higher interest rates, but also the high inflation that we're seeing. So, you know, I would say in, in aggregate, it's still generally positive, but we're obviously moving in the wrong direction from a growth standpoint. And that's one of those reasons why we're concerned about next year and potentially adding to some of those recessionary worries that we have for 2023. There's another worry too that businesses have, and that's inflation. And of course, inflation has been a key concern for businesses over the past two years. And Nationwide recently did a survey in which 61% of small business owners said inflation had negatively impacted their business over the past six months. That's a lot. Now, have there been any signs of easing when it comes to the costs for business? You know, it's been a, a very rough two years for everyone from an inflationary perspective, and certainly that's hitting businesses first and foremost. You know, fortunately, there have been some positive trends, and particularly it's because we are seeing that many of the supply chain and goods prices that have been at the forefront of the inflation discussion are finally starting to heal. We're seeing that prices for inputs are dropping. I'm yet again, referencing those ISM surveys for both manufacturing and services. We're seeing that more and more prices paid for many 
of those inputs are coming down. Uh, there were only six commodities listed in short supply in November, and that's down from almost 35 over a year ago. So clearly, the supply of goods, the supply of many of these inputs for many businesses coming back online, getting back more in balance. We're not seeing the huge imbalance between the demand for these goods and the supply capabilities that was impacted by COVID. So finally seeing some more normal conditions, and that is putting some downward pressure on costs. We're also seeing lower transportation costs for businesses, ports, that much of the discussion was about the clogging of ports and all the, the backlog that we've seen there. Much of that has unwound, and we're seeing much lower prices for international shipping costs. We're seeing much lower prices for trucking as some of the demand there has come off. So yet again, lower input prices, lower transportation costs, certainly providing some relief for main businesses as we get towards the end of 2022 and into 2023. But there is one area where we haven't really seen any reduction, and that's labor costs. And unfortunately for many businesses, that's a key component, particularly when you're looking at the small and mid-market sectors. And so we're continuing to see the wages are very high, and in many cases, in some sectors, continue to climb even higher than where they've been over the past six to 12 months. So clearly, yet again, kind of a mixed bag here. I think we are seeing some areas where things are cooling, and that should help to improve the cost structure. But one area where we're still very much concerned about is on the labor side. Uh, you know, Good for workers, but not very good for businesses, as we're continuing to see that due to the imbalance there, again, between the supply of labor and the demand for labor, we're seeing that wages are rising quite rapidly, and it's putting a lot of pressure on the cost structures for many businesses. Let's dive deeper into labor market. You know, it's been a key pinch point, like you said, for many businesses recently, but we have seen job openings decline and many businesses are actually preparing for a weaker consumer demand over the next year. So what does this mean for hiring as we look into 2023? Yeah, you know, we're hearing from many businesses that, the, you know, still conditions right now are slower, but solid, but they are looking ahead and they're preparing for weaker times ahead and they're starting to make some adjustments to their bottom lines to make sure they aren't going to be surprised by maybe a pullback in consumer demand that we could see if we do see a recession over 2023. Uh, you know, for most businesses, your largest costs are people. So when you're looking to cut costs, that's really probably the first point that you start at because that's going to be the biggest impact to trying to balance things out. If you are starting to see sales drop off, trying to see demand drop off for your goods, you can start to cut back on the amount of workers that you have to try to get things more in balance. Uh, really, to this point, we've only seen the froth of excess labor demand has come off the market so much. You mentioned, you know, Job openings have come down, but they're still very high uh, and still much higher than the level of unemployed workers. So we're still seeing that's a very tight labor market. And so as we head into 2023, that still gives you a little bit of momentum when you talk about labor market gains and job gains as we look into particularly probably the first quarter, maybe even the first half of 2023. So still probably positive gains on a month-to-month basis, although slower than the pace that we've seen recently and certainly slower than the pace that we had earlier in 2022. But if eventually, if we do see a recession next year and we do see that consumer spending drops and the many businesses, particularly in the service sector side, have to react to that by reducing their payrolls, we're likely to see outright job losses for a period. It's just what we typically see around a downturn. Um, we aren't expecting a significant number of layoffs, but at least relative to the prior two recessions, which were very high levels, you know, you talk about 20 million job losses that we had in one month 
in 2020. Not anything on the order of that, but we are likely to see the unemployment rate rise. You know, we're at 3.7% right now. That's a very low rate. Likely to see that go up to five, five and a half percent. So clearly an increase from where we are right now, but nothing like the double digit rates that we had during the great financial crisis or the you know 15 to 20% that we had very temporarily in 2020, um, but clearly not nothing. And we are expecting that, unfortunately, we're gonna see some unwinding of the labor market and many businesses are gonna respond by cutting back on demand for workers and also leading to some, some short-term job losses over the next year or so. You know, with businesses contending with the rising interest rates as the Fed continues to tighten monetary policy aggressively, what do higher rates mean for business investment? And are there specific industries that are more sensitive to rates? Sure. You know, we, we already talked a little bit about the impact that can have. And and really, the you know, when you look forward, it's likely to see higher interest rates than lower as we look forward to 2023. And we can combine that with the concerns about slowing sales probably means that many businesses will shift in the safe mode regarding investments. They're going to cut back where they can. You know, over the course of the pandemic, we've seen that business have really pulled back on structures and businesses as we respond to, you know, change in the work environment that we've seen over the past couple of years. That's likely to continue. I mean, you know, I think when I look at what businesses are likely going to focus on, they're going to try to boost worker productivity. They're going to try to get more work done without hiring more workers in the course of this environment, because incrementally that's going to boost their bottom line more than adding another worker. So I think that you'll see more spending on equipment, on education, on technology, those areas that should help to boost worker productivity without really having to bring in more people. You know, from a sectoral perspective, you know, you mentioned the layoffs at the very beginning. A lot of those have focused on the technology companies, and that's where you see areas that tend to rely on more on debt to finance their operations. So there's a certain much higher sensitivity to the interest rate environment. And again, that's likely to continue over the next year as we see the sectors like technology and other newer cutting edge sectors that you know, rely a little bit more on you know the interest rate environment when the amount of debt they have to take on, they're gonna have to cut back a little bit more. Manufacturing construction, those are also two sectors that tend to be more cyclical. Um, and have bigger, stronger reaction to what's happening across the economy, particularly if there's a downturn. But on the upside, you do see some comparatively cash-rich sectors like banking, insurance, industrials. Those ones might weather the storm a little better as they have more cash to rely on, aren't reliant as much on what's going on with the interest rate environment, and probably see a little bit fewer cuts in operations and a little bit fewer overall cutback in activity. It sounds like there's certainly a lot of interesting factors at play here. Now, given that most economists are now expecting a recession next year, what has your outlook been on the business sector over 2023 and into the next year, 2024? Are there any silver linings that we can hold on to here? Well, just just as we expect a bumpier ride for the economy next year, it's likely to be a, a pretty bumpy ride for the business sector as well. You know, I think it's it's unlikely that the Fed is going to cut rates. It's likely more that they're going to continue to push up rates, at least in early 2023, and they're likely to keep those rates pretty high into 2024. And so yet again, many of the impacts we're talking about, about you know those higher interest rates impacting consumer behavior, those higher interest rates impacting the investment that many businesses, that environment's likely to stay with us over the course of next year and, and probably into 2024. So unfortunately, that means, you know, Cutbacks in activity, we're going to see cutbacks in hiring. We're going to see some businesses close. 
And this is what we usually see around downturns. So at least for the next year and maybe even into the first half of 2024, a pretty volatile environment and kind of more of a hunker down and stay safe environment as we look ahead for the next year. You know, but our, really our silver lining here is we don't expect this downturn, if it does occur next year, to be very severe. Um, we're looking at many of the factors, whether it's consumer balance sheets, you know, the job market has remained quite strong. The very strong wage gains and job gains that we've had really should support activity even through a downturn. And we are likely to see job losses. They won't be severe. Uh, we will see some businesses close. It won't be pervasive. And so yet again, we won't see a huge cutback in investment, a huge cutback in consumer spending like we saw around the great financial crisis. And foremost, we won't see any businesses forced to be closed like we had during the 2020 lockdowns. So that means that while conditions are going to slow and sure there's going to be some pain, unfortunately, probably means it should be pretty temporary. We should see a downturn only last about two to three quarters, which is on average for the length of, of a downturn. Eventually, we'll see the Fed ease, maybe not until 2024, but that will allow a recovery and a bounce back and hopefully get back to more of those growth conditions that we expect from the economy and from the business sector as well. Well, thank you, Ben. That's going to wrap it up for today. Join us again as we share our perspectives on the economy and financial markets. Next up, we'll look at the latest employment report. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified as soon as each episode is released. Until next time, for Nationwide Market Insights, this is Brian Kirk. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.